the Windy City wields a wonderful, whimsical, world-class wealth of whatever it is you may want. Its reputation for rising from the ashes like the phoenix makes it far more fascinating and fantastic. Its sprawling skyscrapers set and surpass the standard as far as architecture is concerned. Put on your plush parkas as we pound the pavement in sensational, spectacular, sassy Chicago on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI. That's right, my amigos, the topic-based English show where you don't only learn English, but you learn about a fascinating topic every week. So welcome, my friends. We're going to a city that I can't get enough of. And I went there on my honeymoon. That's right. I I didn't go there till I was in my late 30s. So I've been missing out. But I know one thing is true. I am definitely going back. And my wife agrees. Chicago is a spectacular city. And careful with the pronunciation. It's not Chicago. It's Chicago. Now, the Windy City, that's one of its nicknames, and I know what you're thinking. They call it the Windy City because it's very windy there. Well, yes, it is very windy there, but there's another reason, and we'll get to it a little bit later on in the podcast. The Windy City wields, now this is a good word to know, to wield this ejercer. It wields. That means it has. We talk about it as well when we talk about weapons. Empuñar, blandir. So it's another way of saying, a poetic way of saying it has. It wields a wonderful, whimsical, and I like this word, whimsical. I'm sure you know the word wonderful. It's maravilloso, but whimsical is extravagante, whimsical. What a great way to describe this windy city. And I said it's world class. Es una ciudad mundial. And it has a wealth, una abundancia, of whatever it is you may want. So whatever your thing is, there's something for everybody in Chicago. Then I said its reputation for rising from the ashes. Now the ashes are las cenizas. So if you remember that bird, the phoenix, well the phoenix rises from the ashes. I know you guys say phoenix. We pronounce it Phoenix, just like the city in Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. And then I said it's far more fascinating. Far more fascinating, mucho más fascinante and fantastic. Well, yeah, because Chicago burned to the ground, but it rose from the ashes. Y ahí tienes el pasado. Rise, rose, risen. But we'll look at the Chicago fire a little bit later on, too. Up next, I said, it's sprawling skyscrapers, and sprawling is in expansión. We use this word a lot when we talk about cities that are growing. Sprawling cities. 
It even sounds good together, just like sprawling skyscrapers. And a skyscraper is un rascacielo. I said that they set, marcan, and surpass, sobrepasan, the standard as far as architecture is concerned, en cuanto a la arquitectura. And we're going to discover that if you are an architecture buff, Chicago is your kind of town. Why did I say town instead of city? Well, a lot of times when we talk about a place that we like, we talk about it lovingly, we say it's a town. So I would say New York, it's my kind of town. Or Chicago, it's a great town. It's a loving way to say city. Then I said, put on your plush parkas. And plush has two meanings, lujoso, de lujo, right? Luxurious or fluffy, uh, soft, uh, de, de felpa, afelpado is what it says here. So plush, and I think I mean it in both ways. Put on your nice jackets and your warm, soft jackets because it gets bitter cold in the winter in Chicago. And well, that makes sense because it's on a lake. It's on Lake Michigan. Toma, otra palabra. It's not Michigan, it's Michigan. Chicago. Lake Michigan. So we're going to have to bundle up. To bundle up is abrigarse. And some more peas up ahead. I said we're going to pound the pavement, which means patear o recorrer las calles. So are you guys ready to pound the pavement in this sensational, spectacular, sassy city known as Chicago? And the word sassy is pícaro, si hablamos de una persona. But sassy is also atrevido. Uh, it's a place where anything goes. In this sense, I think it means more like fashionable. Ooh, it's a sassy city. I already told you that Chicago is called the Windy City. Well, that's what most people from outside of Chicago call it. People in Chicago call it Chi-Town. That's right, C-H-I, like Chicago, with town, como te dije antes, pueblo. So, Chi-Town. But... The Windy City is probably the most well-known moniker. And as I said before, yes, it's a very windy area, being on the shores of Lake Michigan, but it's not the reason they call it the Windy City. Well, it's not the only reason they call it the Windy City. Supposedly, Chicago was called the Windy City metaphorically because they said that Chicagoans were braggers, that they like to brag, fanfanorrear. I don't think I'll ever learn that word. They like to show off, and they are full of hot air. And the word hot air means, and I'm going to try here, guys. Believe me, I'm trying to say this word, fanfarroneria. <laughs> oh, man. If I can say that word, then anyone can do anything. Whew. That is really tough. Es bastante difícil. Yeah, so people there, they said, are full of hot air. Que siempre están hablando, eh, vendiendo la moto un poco, you would say in Spanish. They're always boasting and showing off. Now, when I was in Chicago, I didn't get that feeling. But hey, the nickname stuck. So it's not just because of the wind that's blowing around the city, but it's also that hot air that's coming out of people 
people's mouths. Another nickname for this city is the Second City. And there are several stories behind this one as well. As I said, there was a huge fire called the Great Chicago Fire. This was in 1871. And the city was pretty much destroyed by this raging fire. And it lasted several days. Now, so many of the buildings and the infrastructure that was Chicago were completely destroyed. But city planners and residents of Chicago, Chicagoans, well, they saw this as an opportunity to start fresh. They saw it as a clean slate and they could rebuild their city from scratch the way they wanted it built, the way that it would be most convenient for the citizens of that city. And the result was a brand new Chicago that looked totally different from the original Chicago. The buildings were obviously stronger. They used less wood when they were constructing these buildings, more metal. So basically, Chicago built a second city. It was rebuilt. It was built twice. But another story says it's about Chicago's rivalry with New York City in the early 20th century. And well, some would say that this rivalry continues today. They're both big cities. They both have amazing sites, tremendous history, skyscrapers. So you could understand that maybe there's a little bit of envy. It's okay, Chicagoans. We were first. We don't hate you. We welcome you uh, as another big city in the United States. But uh, Second City, in that aspect, I don't think Chicagoans like being known as the Second City if it means Second to New York. So you can choose whatever story you want. Again, Chicagoans, we know which one they're going to choose. But either way, the nickname stuck, and it's still known as the Second City. In fact, if you're in Chicago and you get the chance to go see an, an improv show at the world-famous Second City Improv, well, you should jump on that opportunity because Second City is the place where Saturday Night Live goes to recruit some of the most famous future comedians. So you can see somebody like Bill Murray or other Second City members before they get famous. So as you can see, the comedy troupe, they embraced that name. Lo aceptaron. So now that we know a couple of Chicago's nicknames, let's take a look at the history. It was incorporated in the year 1833 as a town. And then four years later, in 1837, it was incorporated as a city. That's when the population reached 4,000. In the year 1848, another milestone. Chicago got its first telegraph and railroad. Things were looking up for Chicago. Las cosas iban bien. By the year 1854, the city was the world's largest grain port. Eso es Puerto de Cereales. The world's, not America's. The world's largest grain port. And it also had over 30,000 residents. Again, this is in 1854. And you know where most of those residents were originally from? Take a guess. You guessed it. Europe. They were European immigrants. 
And one of the key industries in Chicago was their slaughterhouses. Now, to slaughter is to kill, and a slaughterhouse is where animals are slaughtered to make beef, to make pork, and what have you. It was in 1865, a company called the Union Stockyard and Transit Company, and they set up shop, montaron el chiringuito. This was in 1865, and this became one of the biggest meat packing industries in the world, right here in this concentrated area of Chicago. The area is called the Yards, but it was because it was the Union Stockyard, and that's where they would slaughter cows. And if you think about it, the Chicago Bulls, I wonder where they got that name from. Hmm. The Yards? The slaughterhouses that once were all over Chicago? You bet. It was the biggest industry at one point. It was the center of the meatpacking industry. Now, after many years in operation, the yards officially closed at midnight. This was in 1971, and this was after decades of decline in the meatpacking industry. It was due to many different reasons, but uh, many of the citizens actually celebrated it. Because think about this. If you have a meatpacking district right in the center of the city, what are the conditions like? What's the smell in the air in the summer? Do you think there's going to be a lot of flies in the area? Muchas moscas? Yeah, I would say that some of it was probably even unsanitary. So it was a major part of Chicago's history. As I said, they kept the name, the Chicago Bulls. But now that area has been, as many, turned into a national historic landmark. But if you ask anybody about Chicago and its history, they'll tell you about those stockyards. Now, if you remember before, I said that the city was rebuilt after the fire. And the fire was in 1871, as I said earlier. Well, around the year 1909, once the city was being rebuilt and they had a pretty clear idea, a guy came on board, a guy named Daniel Burnham. And he created a plan for the city of Chicago. This was called, and still called, the Burnham Plan, or the Plan of Chicago of 1909. And this was a plan that he co-created with another guy named Edward H. Bennett. And this plan was to make Chicago a livable city. A fantastic city that wasn't just a place to go and work. It wasn't just going to be a functional city, but also it was going to be a fantastic city. And he dreamt, soñaba con, he dreamt of new wide streets and avenues, harbor facilities, civic buildings. I mean, he had a lot of ideas for improvement. And many of these were put into place, and they're still there today. So if you like Chicago and the way it's set up and its beautiful walks along the river and how the lakefront is just so beautiful and the railway stations are extensive and there are parks everywhere and you don't feel like you're in the middle of some metropolis, well, you have this guy, Daniel Burnham, 
to thank. So a lot of people say Chicago wouldn't be what it is without Daniel Burnham and his plan. Now it's time to pound the pavement. That's right, we're going to check out some of Chicago's best neighborhoods. And the first one is, I think, one of the most exclusive, one of the ones where I can't really afford anything. This is where I do something that we call window shopping. Esto es comprar sin comprar. Es mirar escaparates. And I'm talking about the magnificent mile. La milla magnifica. This would be like the equivalent of Saks Fifth Avenue or, or you know, one of these, like, uh, this, uh, these luxurious shops that, as I said, I don't even think they would let me in to these shops. They're upscale, you know, Prada, all these names, these Italian Gucci and all that stuff. That's where you'll find those on the Magnificent Mile. And it is absolutely beautiful. So you don't have to go shopping. But if you're a shopaholic and you've got a credit card and some money to burn, this is your place. Now, as far as me, I just enjoyed a nice stroll down the magnificent mile. And it was truly beautiful. I mean, it reminded me, as I said, of Fifth Avenue or Park Avenue, some of the more luxurious or swanky areas of New York. And it is extremely ritzy. Como el hotel Ritz, pues la palabra ritzy es pijo, uh, lujoso, I think you would say. So that's magnificent mile. Take a walk there, but uh, don't take out your wallet. <laughs> Another area which is absolutely beautiful is River North. And this is another area that is bustling with shops, eateries. Uh, eateries are another way to say restaurants. Posh nightclubs, cocktail bars. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. I think any area that is near water, whether it's the River Walk area, which is absolutely beautiful, or even walking along the different shores of the Chicago beaches, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. And Chicago's river flows backwards. ¿Qué? ¿Fluye al revés? That's right. And we'll look at why in the bonus part of today's show. Remember, guys, there is bonus audio every week where you can get tons of extra content and information about each topic. Plus, you can get PDFs with all the vocabulary, expressions, and all the structures therein. Plus, if you're one of our higher level students, you can be in weekly and monthly classes with me. If you want to find out more, you can go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. There are over a hundred of us. Somos más de cien. And I want to send a shout out to each and every one of my patrons. Great job, my amigos. Keep up the wonderful work. And a special shout out to my super duper students, Mara, Javier, Francisco, Tony, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Loles. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Paco, Diego, Carmen, and Diana. If you guys want to get more information on how you can get bonus content and classes with me, find out what's going on over at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. We'll be expecting you.
Another very well-known neighborhood is The Loop. I think this is as central as it gets. And they call it The Loop because it's fo it follows their subway line. There's a loop, hace un loop. So this area is very vibrant, it's very lively, and it's an area with a lot of skyscrapers. So if you're into skyscrapers, you'll love this area. Plus, there's an amazing park there, and it's called Millennium Park. It's part of a bigger park called Grant Park. And many of you, if you're music fans, you'll know that the famous Lollapalooza Music Festival goes on there every year, among many other events. I remember when I was there, there was a huge food festival going on. Oh, and in the bonus part, I'm going to tell you guys about all my experiences, my firsthand experiences in the Windy City, because I think you guys are going to love this place. And you can't go to Chicago and say you've been to Chicago without going to The Loop. I mean, it is the place. It's that famous view of Chicago. It's also got that famous fountain, which is called the Buckingham Fountain, which if you're familiar with the show Married with Children, I think it's Matrimonio con Hijos, there's a famous fountain in the opening. Well, that is Buckingham Fountain. It was designed to look like a wedding cake with a lot of different tiers. So that area is chock full of interesting sights. This next area is a little bit off the beaten path. Un poco eh, por el camino menos transitado. And I'm talking about the neighborhood of Oak Park. It's interesting, you'll see the word oak a lot in names in English. It's because the word oak is roble. It's a kind of tree. And Oak Park, I mean, I remember it took us about 15 or 20 minutes, so it's not that far off the beaten path. But it's not smack dab in the center of Chicago either. But it's worth it. It is a beautiful neighborhood in Chicago called Oak Park. And in this neighborhood, this was where Frank Lloyd Wright had his studio and his home, and he designed many other homes there as well. So this, this neighborhood in itself is a tourist attraction, but I highly recommend you go see the Frank Lloyd Wright home and studio, and then take a stroll around the neighborhood, and you'll see a dozen other houses that were designed by Frank Lloyd Wright, one of the greatest architects of all time. His most famous work, I would say, is possibly Falling Water. Have you guys seen this house that's built into a rock with a waterfall? That's Frank Lloyd Wright, uh, a native Chicagoan. And right around the corner from Frank Lloyd Wright's house and studio, you've got Hemingway's birth house. So, wow, those are two amazing people who changed the world, each in their own way, and they literally lived right around the corner from each other in Oak Park. Some other famous Chicagoans, because I guess you could be a stickler and say, well, they're from a suburb of Chicago. What about Chicago proper? I know, I know I said Bill Murray before, but he's technically not from the city of Chicago. He's from Evanston, Illinois. Y acordaos, no se, no se dice Illinois, sino 
Illinois. La S es muda. So Bill Murray, yeah, I guess you could say he's from Chicago. That's where he grew up. As I said before, he was in Second City Improv Troupe. So I guess that counts. But I'm talking again, as I said, about Chicago proper. Well, what about Harrison Ford? Does that name ring a bell? Han Solo, Indiana Jones. That's right. He was born in Chicago. Another man who was funny and surprised everybody, even as a serious actor. And we're talking about Robin Williams, another Chicagoan. Michelle Obama, former first lady, former siendo anterior. Walt Disney was born in Chicago as well. So these are some remarkable people who come from this metropolis. Well, uh, I know some people that'll say Walt Disney was born in... Mojacar in Almería, but according to his birth certificate, it says it was in Chicago. Again, documents can be doctored, and doctored in este caso es manipulado. And last but not least, and of course there are many others, but I just made a short list here, Bobby Fischer, one of the greatest chess players to ever walk the planet, Bobby Fischer, also from Chicago. So guys, we're going to take a quick break right now, but in the bonus part, we are going to discover Chicago in depth. I'm going to give you guys my first-hand experiences and recommendations. We'll also take a look at the dark side. Don't forget, Al Capone conducted his business over in Chicago. So we'll talk a little bit about the mafia, some of the great sites, the beaches, sports, and of course, we'll definitely talk about food as well. All that and much more in the bonus part of today's FYI. 